Well, hello, folks. Mm, don't it feel good? Don't it feel good? Hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats, especially when they win. I didn't get to catch the game. How, how'd it go? <laughs> oh, we'll catch you up. We'll let you know about it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Relief. Release. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The game was USA versus Panama. Crucial. Back, backs against the wall, folks. Uh, Winner go the fuck home. And we done did it. Ty, how are you feeling? Just the game just ended. We're fresh. We're fresh. Yeah, this is a really weird spot for us because usually uh, for for crunch matches, we have the time to reflect, digest the events of the, the evening. We often do. Watch the game again to understand it. I don't understand what the hell happened. All right, well, let's talk about uh, it. Let's figure it out. It. We have some time. <laughs> we have some time. And the only thing that really matters, folks, is that the USA won. And we didn't just win. We won 4-0. to zero. Can you dig it? Can you Super convincing. Dig it. All right, so we're going to try to figure out how we made it out of this terrible situation. And it all starts with the starting 11, does it not? It does indeed. Right. Line them up, boys. Line them up. Let's do it. So both gloves, Tim Howard, I, I'll admit it, didn't give you the shout you deserved in the preview show. Assumed. Assumed. How could I? It would be Brad Guzan. I was wrong. Tim Howard. Uh, in the center, uh, again, surprising, we had Beasler and Omar Galaxy, uh, a.k.a. Omar Gonzalez, but truthfully Omar Galaxy, which was strange for me because no Cameron question mark, but Not a confidence-inspiring pairing. After the last performance. Yeah, about that. Hey, I'll tell you what was a little bit encouraging was seeing DeAndre Yedlin back in the lineup. That was great yes, on the right side. And on the left, Viafania, as, as we predicted. Then we'd have Bradley as a holding midfielder. And then uh, uh, I would say a 1-3-1-1 ahead of that, something like that. You, you know, you can, you one, can call it what three, you want one, to, but one. I say... <laughs> uh, speaking, four, starting with one, Bradley... One, three, one. <laughs> so, so They don't have that in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new pep, yo. So in other words, 4-1, Bradley being the one, and then 3 being Pulisic, Nagby, Ariola, and then Josie, right, right, a right. holding striker, and then Wood as like a proper number 9, right? I love it. Um, so love that's, it. that's what we had, folks. That's what we came out with. Uh, this game was a joy to watch if you're a USA fan, uh, and especially because within moments, minutes, seconds, if you can count hundreds of seconds at once, Christian Pulisic, <laughs> our wonder boy. If you could would, comprehend if you can large even compre- numbers, if you can it was within seconds. That, if you yeah. can <laughs> even comprehend that. Christian Pulisic would uh, break oh. mad ankles and do on incomprehensible things. Uh, he destroys Roman Torres. He Defy gets to it ahead of, of the physics. goalkeeper. And then he somehow f- 
makes it in that tight angle that everyone uh, misses usually, and you think of Giassi Zardes being in that exactly. same situation. Oh just my skying. god! Pulisic oh slots god. that shit home and celebrates oh, earnestly. Fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. In the twelfth minute, we'd see uh, Matt Beasler take a fucking rock to the face. I mean, he got rocked in his face. Um, and that was a little bit indicative of how this game would go because Panama would come at us physically the entire time. Nevertheless, the U.S. was uh, was uh, really good and a little lucky, perhaps, but really good. Made their chances. Yeah. What happened in this first half was we would go uh, we would go up by three goals in total. So the second was a Pulisic assist to Altidore. Nice little scissor scissor cut, if you uh, remember from your, your soccer camp training in, in your youth, which I'm sure many of us mm. had. Mm-hmm. Does a little scissor cut, cuts it across fishy to Altidore. Report. Fishy. Uh, cuts it across to Altidore. Altidore puts that away. A little close to the keeper, but he put it away. He did it. And then <laughs> and then we'd see... <laughs> Too close to A little close. And then we'd see Wood uh, win a penalty kick with some nice dribs, which he... Let's be real. Wood was missing some chances uh, prior to this, but would yep. ultimately Wood his way into a penalty kick, which is so Hamburg. Um, and Altidore would take the penalty kick and score, which is great. We go into half up three. The second half uh, is is a is a shorter story. Less happened. Basically, Pulisic was just getting mercilessly uh, fouled and hacked at, and so we'd have to take him out for safety reasons, which was the correct thing to do. So we'd see Dax McCarty. I would have loved to have seen. Cal- but we didn't see him. We'd see Dax McCarty, yeah. peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich with uh, Michael Bradley. Yes. And then throughout the half, we'd also get to see Bedoya and Dempsey. Uh, Dempsey wouldn't score, though. Would not we break the record. We Dempsey. Wood would score uh, very coolly. So it was the fourth goal. It was the fourth goal. At this point, it felt like the U.S. was going to win for sure. But uh, nevertheless, Wood's goal was was meaningful and really put some punctuation on what was a uh, essentially comprehensive victory. Um, he, he was just very cool. Took one light touch, looked like he was on the fucking training pitch and just put that shit away. Ty, we won for nothing versus Panama. Uh, we could have not gone to the world cup. We could have just not gone at all. What's your first impressions? I feel like we got a gift tonight. Is that Um, right? It came out going into the game. There was a, a a clip of, uh, Felipe Beloy, the, the, um, uh, captain of of Panama, central defender who eventually elbowed uh, Beasley in the face. Yeah, just uh, during this match after two 0 But Felipe Beloy, brutal. He was making this speech uh, alongside the president of Panama, who was there in attendance at the game. Um, and they were at some sort of you know event in in Florida, and he was giving this impassioned speech about how hard they were going to try and and um, and how they were doing it for all the kids at home and. He started to cry in this speech. And watching the way that the game played out, I was reminded of uh, another team that did a lot of crying, uh, the, the Brazil team of the, the World Cup uh, in 2014. Yeesh. And the way That's that heavy. That's an heavy, immense bro. amount of emotion can affect a performance because the Panamanians came out, you know, something I think we, we didn't highlight enough going into this was, you know, we knocked them out last time. That, that Graham Zussi uh, equalizer. It's huge. It's funny how much they talk about Graham Zussi, and it's not in the way that we do. We make fun of Graham Zussi and complain about Graham Zussi. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They fucking rue Graham Zussi. Graham Graham Zussi is very different, very differently perceived in other places. (laughs) Um, 
And so, so this Panama team had an axe to grind, and they thought they, they sure could come did. in here and they could give us what we gave them, which is heartbreak, knocking us out of the World Cup. Um, and and, uh, and they could have finally they finally making it for themselves, and they could have. But I think the the moment got to them, the emotion got to them, and when you look at the way that the U.S. came out, composed, uh, organized for the most part, um, with a with hey, a clear man. attacking idea and intent, yeah. um, it, you see, you have to give a lot of credit to 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 Bruce because. The team looked like they understood the seriousness of the moment, but they weren't overwhelmed by the moment, whereas the Panamanian team uh, looked like it was all a little bit too much for them. And as soon as that first goal went in, you know, very uncharacteristically, they they started to unravel. They started to um, unravel. Those, and I'll tell you what. Those chippy fouls and those elbows, and it was over from there. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, the chippy, the, that, that, the dark arts came in early in this game, and they stayed strong the entire game. I'll tell you what, though, even before the Christian Pulisic goal, this felt like U.S.'s day. Uh, there was something about the way in which we came onto the pitch. It just seemed like we were, we were there to play. And it was ours to lose is what it felt like. Now, it didn't, I, in those moments, I didn't feel like, oh, we're for sure going to win or anything like that. It just felt like if we were going to lose, it was going to be because we didn't take advantage of our early momentum and stature in this game. That's right. And... and and let's take nothing away from the fact that what Christian Pulisic did for that first goal was completely unpredictable. Nobody could foresee that that he would just cut the defense up effortlessly. Like, you know what I mean? Just like butter. For and, sure. And score for a sure. wonder goal. And, and it wasn't the first time in those seven minutes that he had found a chance like that for himself. So That's we right. saw, we saw right. after but- that a formation change from Panama, right? Sort of. I mean, I think the the um, move they made was a little bit more just a kick in the butt than anything else. Um, you know, ultimately the defining, you know, to get to some specifics, the defining tactical decision of the game was playing Gabby Torres and Blas Perez up front um, together. You know, during, during the preview, we had talked about playing one or the other. Uh, as the alternative, and they went with two strikers up top, which the... Which was you know, more uh, attacking than we expected. Men- I think they came right. out it was, trying it was to significantly sock it to more us a attacking. Bit. Yeah, and um, and it, it was interesting because uh, the Honduras match, um, both at home and away, Honduras came at us a little bit more than than uh, we had been expecting. I thought Costa Rica even came out a little bit more attacking than we were expecting um, in the in the match in in Jersey. And so it seems like there is a little bit of a, a trend of teams seeing the U.S. maybe as a, a bit a bit more vulnerable, um, and and not like you have to to sit back against them, which, given our results earlier in qualifying, is rather justified. Uh, so I I think the the Panamanian uh, you know um, brain trust kind of decided that that it was worth the risk. Um, and, and they went for it and more power to them. It was definitely not what we were expecting, but it when was you not look what at we were expecting that, that and I, I respect goal... it, I respect it, but unfortunately it, it didn't work out in their favor. And I say, unfortunately, <laughs> I guess in a, in a sympathetic sense, because for us, it's the dopest. We're so glad <laughs> that, that, that they came yeah, out a yeah, little exactly. bit more attacking than we expected. It definitely allowed for exactly. some quick strikes. Exactly. Uh, in, yeah, in it, on it was defense. perfect for us. It was perfect for us. And you had the double whammy of uh, finally putting Pulisic back in the middle and Panama taking a midfielder out of the middle because that's where that second striker comes from. 
is the fact that they don't have five in the middle. Both of those things happened. Uh, they, they, they took one of their midfielders out, and we put our best one more central. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter about uh, how you think uh, Christian Pulisic is being used and, and uh, abused on the field at this moment in time and, and is in his budding story. Ty, Ty's hope was that we'd see the old Pulisic, and I think we did a little bit. Um, Oh God! Yeah, we did. Yeah, we Absolutely. saw we saw Pulisic, who, as electric. you ho- as you had mentioned, definitely complained to the ref, but did it with a smile. Right? This was not yeah. frustration complaining. This was this is ridiculous complaining. For the most part, I think he had his moments where where he looked uh, a little bit flustered under the under the challenges, and um, you know uh, they 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 kind of zoomed in on a little conversation that he was having with Bradley coming onto the field in the second half, and and Taylor Tolman was speculating about whether that was the the subject of the conversation, and I I could totally see that you know where uh, he he clearly is not used to the fact that this is just his life now, yeah, and he can either he can either avoid it, uh, he can become quicker than it or he can be quiet because this is just yeah. the way that it's going to be. Um, and, yep, and it's it just, true. It, it, it makes, it's, it's no use for him to, to make that face at the referee over and over again. I mean, it's, you know, if he does that 10 times in a match, it's not going to do anything. I think maybe the one thing that could make a difference is if he takes those fouls in a very professional manner, like Messi does. But once in a while, what Messi will do is say, I didn't complain about the last five. This one was really a foul ref. And then he gets the foul for that. You know what I mean? Right. Like if, if, if Pulisic is a little bit more, um, a little bit more professional about understanding that he's the best player on the field and this is just the treatment that you get. Um, I think he, well, might, he might get a little bit more respect with referees. I, I think you're player. right. And I think he's on that trail. I think today we saw a player who, you know, in contrast to the last couple games of Pulisic that we've seen, I think we saw him deal with it better. And I think we saw, uh, the U.S. in general deal with that kind of getting CONCACAFed uh, pretty well. Like, they, they, they stayed focused. They, they mentioned it to the referee. They argued, but they stayed focused. They took the fouls. And there wasn't too much, like, uh, BS, BSing, diving. There was, like, legitimate fouls occurring uh, that they were taking and not always having called. Yeah. Right? Because Panama came there, out. There was heavy. blood. Blood spilled. I, I, Literal I blood spilled. I can't believe how often the... USMNT bleeds. Isn't it's, it it's incredible? Cool. It's is there any other thing, national team on earth that bleeds more <laughs> than we do? Is there? Uh, is there anyone? Anyone? Come on, guys! Come on, and, guys! And, and and it's one of the things we we love about the Nats. It is. You know? If you, you know, also love like the Nats are... and you want to celebrate the Nats, get your USMNT uh, Ty, What's the link to get your T-shirt? Your your We the People T. WTPpod.com slash shirts. Just That's get Wilbur. It. Just get Tango. One. Wilbur Pizza. Tango Pizza. They're fresh. They're dope. They're Pod. awesome. Com get them. slash shirts. Thank you so much to everybody who has gotten a shirt so far. That It's like the, the dopest thing you can do to it's help amazing. our show. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you guys um, so much for doing really, that. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, and everybody get one because uh, team looks great. <laughs> Team looks great. We're cool now, babe. We're cool now. So, Ty, tell us. <laughs> we're back like, the, Now that we have won this spotlight. game, we were talking about a 70% chance of actually going to the World Cup. Now that we have won this game, what are our chances? Are, is there any way we don't go? Uh, so, the the um, metric is now 94% or 93%, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, what it would take for us to miss. Um, now the uh, Panama's at ten points in the table. We're at twelve points. Uh, we have a better goal difference. Uh, so it would take a um, us losing in Trinidad, uh, Panama winning. Uh, they have Costa Rica on the last game. Um, Bruce coming off the field said, "I believe that uh, Panama is going to beat Costa Rica in the tenth game of the hex. So we better get a result down there." Yep. That's it. And, that, hey, uh, I don't I like think he actually mentality. thinks that, but it's the right mentality. No, no, no. Uh, uh, right, uh, exactly. As as he, uh, going into the game, said, I haven't given a second thought to the Trinidad game. He has definitely planned very deliberately for the way that the Trinidad game is going to play out. Absolutely. Um, hey, are we back and, on the Bruce train? We'll are we back in, Are we back too. feeling Bruce? Um, I don't, I, to the degree that we ever were feeling Bruce, I think, you know, the, the, the Costa Rica match was, a, was a big anomaly. I don't think either of us thought this is a, uh, something we want for the next, you know, five cycles, but it, he, he was, he was called in to, to fix an emergency situation. I'd like to note too, that in our Rastapod, I, we spoke a lot about Bruce's reluctance to blood new players and and I mentioned Kellen Acosta as someone that he, in theory, is blooding. I think Paul <laughs> yeah. Ariola is is another sh- person that deserves a shout in that conversation that I didn't mention in the last episode. That's um, a great what, point. What did you great think point. of uh, Ariola's performance tonight? He uh, he he continues to impress me. He reminded me of um, of a not a 17-year-old Pulisic, but like a 16-year-old Pulisic. <laughs> like just nice. Getting, Reach for getting, the skies, uh, Paul Ariola shots. Getting those shots in and just not quite being there. He had he had two moments where he could have slipped uh, wood in and he chose to take it himself and didn't score. Um, which I see as kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Right. It shows that he right. he has the confidence to to try to get there, but he's not a, not able to put those balls away right now. So I think if there's one thing that he needs to improve, it's his finishing. But I think with his um, his existing skill set, he's going to end up in plenty of dangerous situations. And that was that was the recurring thread that I kept coming to in that second half. You know, as Pulisic's getting kicked, um, there needs to be someone who can take advantage of the fact that the defense is using all of their energy. I agree with that, right? There's two or three people around Pulisic. It's no fucking secret. He's our best player. So for me, that starts to fall on Nagby a little bit. Um, Yeah, it does. Because Nagby is is, incisive. He has those tools. He's in the prime of his career. Um, And and I don't think he had a bad game today, uh, but I don't think he had as much of an effect as he could because it's true. Pulisic is getting swarmed every time he touches the ball. Bobby Wood is getting chances. Uh, Josie Altidore is getting chances, just having random space. Where was Nagby a little bit, I'm wondering? And I love Nagby. I'm a huge Nagby fan. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in love. We're in love. Yeah. Uh, maybe it supports the, the insane idea that he should be a fullback for the team. Oh jeez, no, no, Not that guys, we no. Go around hey, uh, speaking speaking of fullbacks, DeAndre Edlin looks good. <laughs> Pretty damn solid. Thank you, Rafa Benitez. Thanks, man. <laughs> Transformed this this uh, raw material into finished product in a year and a half. It's pretty incredible. It is. He it really he is. he was he was uh, the savior 
of the defense on a number of occasions. Instead of being the guy who causes the defense to scramble, <laughs> it was excellent. He, man, I saw he, him. He, he I really also saw him commanding. Like he, there were a couple times where yeah, it didn't yeah, look like sure. he'd be able to get back to his mark. And so uh, yeah. the uh, Gonzalez was coming over to cover uh, out there on the right. And Yedlin kind of shooed him away, was like, no, I'm still here. Make sure you have the support area covered. Don't worry about covering me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he was exactly. doing that yeah. in, before yeah. it became an issue. It, so it gave uh, it gave Gonzalez, Omar Galaxy, our boy uh, in center back, a chance to get back there and, and, and right. Um, right. you know, prevent the next few links in the chain of attack that would come and, from this Panamanian side, which which totally was not terrible you know there there were times when they looked threatening yeah for sure and um there was one very notable absence during the match which was a overlap from the fullbacks you really didn't see that i can't really remember any any do you mean from the panamanian side or from the from us from us yeah Um, that's true you didn't see that until late deandre edlin start did start to creep up late yeah late late it kind of broke down a little bit 75th minute Right, right, but it didn't seem like that was a part of the game plan, and I actually like that because yeah, for me, when you play two strikers, you want to rely on those strikers to kind of spread the defense a little bit more. And so, um, when you have the one striker, you need to rely on your fullbacks to to create that width. But in our case, we were um, focused on a different kind of game plan, um, and so I, I thought that was that was a very reasonable um, reasonable approach, and it 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 stifled a couple counters having having an extra man. Uh, you know, back to defend. And um, yeah, to, to speak to the, the Panama uh, performance, you know, they had one moment early with, with Gabby Torres that could have been 1-0 very easily. Easy. Where, um, Easy. Beasler and Gonzalez uh, had a, a really bad mix-up. Both of them kind of stepped to the same ball. Yeah, Beasler uh, looks, Beasler looks a step slow for this, man. He just, he, he might be too tall. He gets the ball. He kind of like loses his uh, his relationship with the ball by being very very far from it. Uh, and 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 you know you saw that on that occasion the ball kind of like squirted through his legs and eventually found its way to Torres. And uh, I, I that that pairing uh, I I sure hope neither of them are are starters uh, in a potential uh, World Cup. But uh, they they managed to get the job done tonight. I will say overall, you know, my my wrap up kind of conclusion on the game is um, Panama gave us an opportunity. We took that opportunity, but I think if you put Failhaber in for Polisic, it could be a very different outcome tonight. And so we absolutely we thank our lucky stars. Thank them. Have this young thank them, people. We done game. did it. Uh, Polisic scores for us. We just witnessed. If you watch this game with us, we have all just witnessed another moment in U.S. soccer history in which Polisic took us from seventy percent to ninety-four percent as a potential candidate for the World Cup in Russia, folks. We are looking Cofa. pretty much okay. Like I'm super superstitious. I don't want to say all kinds of exciting stuff too soon before anything happens, but I feel much better than I did uh, twenty-four hours ago, folks. If you're enjoying the well, show shoot us a quick review because that's the greatest way that you can help us you know whatever in our trajectory as a podcast about the u.s men's national team it's something you. we love to do and we want to go to Got russia so many nice we want to go to lately. russia so that we can cover this team in russia and we want yeah. you to review us on itunes so 
that we can cover this team. Those two things are equally important to us. So please, review us on iTunes with like five stars and say stuff. And uh, it's possible that the, the head of the actual U.S. men's national team, Bruce Arena, will read your reviews on this show. I'm just right. saying. It's possible. Somebody might. Yeah, you never know. Somebody might. It could be anybody. There's Sometimes a whole host say. of them. There's a whole host of them. <laughs> uh, where were we? <laughs> feels so good. It feels, it just good. feels so good. It's good to be uh, so, happy oh, I, about I, this here, team. Here's where we were. Here's where we were. So um, there's a very important uh, principle to remember in moments like this, which is that We've we're we've dug ourselves out of a hole, but we're still behind where we would expect to be at this point in qualification, which is qualified. We're right. not qualified. Right. Right. Uh, right. We, we are still cannot. Ahead we still of, cannot of, pop of that champagne until no, we, we are, cannot. And we will no, not we be able to until the last possible moment, which is unfortunate. That's right. Because who knows? In a world in which we qualify as expected, you know, with a couple games or one game to spare, Weston McKinney gets a chance, right? Indeed, indeed, and not not the case this time. Um, and uh, so it's going to come down to a match uh, in Trinidad, and we are two points ahead of Panama. And the way that I like to think about these things in my own competitive pursuits is, uh, you know, let's say you go up a goal, it's 2-1 uh, in a game. You pretend that instead of just going up a goal, going up to 2-1, you just gave up the goal, and the opponent just clawed their way back to 2-1. Um, and that mentality of just having having been having been breached, you know, having having uh, allowed the opponent back into it, can change the way that you approach the game. So, I'm hopeful that the U.S. can have that mentality going into the last qualifier, as if we just screwed up and let Panama get within touching distance, uh, and so we have to go down there and 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 win. Well, that's and right. We I have actually... to go down and win. Folks, the game is going to be uh, Tuesday. It's October 10th. Check it out. 8 p.m. Eastern time is going to be the kickoff. Be in sports uh, would be the broadcaster. Um, join um, us for that game. We have shouts, to win. Shouts to be in sport. We like be in sport. Thank you, guys. Nobody friggin' has be in sport. And so it is a giant shame <laughs> that most of America can't watch this this humongously, epically important match. Right, um, because if in, we lose against Trinidad history. and Tobago, which having watched this team is not out of the realm of possibility, we have no. we then are in a situation where whether or not we go to the World Cup is once again out of our hands. And that is indeed is just ridiculous given the 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 budget, not to, not to be, I'm not trying to be a dick, but given the budget that the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation has to work with, as opposed to what it was the last time we didn't qualify for the World Cup, it's insane yeah. that we're even 86. discussing this, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to, hear, to hear Bruce uh, speak gloatingly about coming in third does make me want to tear my hair out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, come on, guys. He, you know, he, he makes sure, basically every interview that he gets to do on national television, he reminds everybody how bad Jurgen screwed it up. So he said, going in this, in this you know, 30-second post-match interview, he said, when I came into the job, uh, we had zero points from two games and a minus-five goal difference we got now. Uh, we got now 12 points and a plus-five goal difference. I think we're going to qualify. 
You know, he's, he's, he's yeah. Well, it. I mean, tooting, I'm happy nobody for can them. Toot and his I'm, own horn. Yeah. More than this guy. <laughs> I'm happy for them. I'm and glad I think, his horn corresponds with ours. But that's right. <laughs> it is like, oh my god, give it a break. Give it a break. We're, we're a break. still in deep trouble. The fact here. that we were in that yeah. situation was a deep underperformance from this player pool. Yeah. You know? Exactly. 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 And I think they should um, celebrate that within the camp, between the coach and the players, within that circle, you should feel that way. Because this group of people was recently way, way out, way far out. So they, so they yeah, should feel absolutely. proud of it. They should celebrate that. Yeah. But in a press conference, yeah, that yeah. is not the time. That is the time to be like, and hey, look, everybody calm down. We got we to gotta stay focused. And I'll tell you what else, exactly. too. Celebrate tonight, but tomorrow... You guys got to switch mentality and start start thinking exactly. about Trinidad because exactly. this shit yeah, is there, not done. There should We're be no done. celebration. I had there this. I had this occurrence. I had this thing occur to me while the game was going on that that I am watching the World Cup right now. The stakes, the stakes are equally <laughs> as high as they could, and they will Isn't never get less. Yeah. The stakes will never get That's less right. from here on out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it, it, this is the World Cup. I mean, there's a reason this why they call. The tournament that will occur in Russia, the World Cup Finals. <laughs> that's uh, the finals. This is a part of the World Cup. That's right. Um, and and that's that's a, a really good way to look at it because you're, no matter what, uh, each of these games has some percentage bearing on our percentage of winning the World Cup in Russia. <laughs> um, and so you know we just went from point zero one. Two oh percent yeah. to 0.018% <laughs> hey! with this victory. <laughs> yes, yes, score shots all uh, around. But uh, in in our in our uh, relative and and meager terms, it is a a giant giant win, and I feel damn good tonight. I I love that you mentioned the third goal. I don't know if there was a particular reason for that, but I I noticed something about the third goal. Tell me about the third um, goal. So uh, this was the the Penenka penalty by uh, Josie, which which in my opinion is a horrible move. Yeah, That's horrible side, move. I thought note. both of these yeah. were lucky. The foul was soft. Bobby Wood realized he yeah, wasn't going to take. Was he wasn't sure. going to score, so he went down. He got right. the foul. Fine. He had had a few borderline foul situations. Fine. But what right. I want to see from a striker is fucking goals. And Bobby Wood didn't do didn't had had yet yes. to do that at that moment in the game. Yes. Uh, from the run yes. of play, and then Josie does the Penenka, dude. Like, which is like. Uh, just just if you if you go left or right and you hit it hard and on target there's a 0% chance it can get saved so just use your skill well, and eliminate the eliminate the issue or or no i like i like that argument my argument i think you should go center 33% of the time left 33% right 33% interesting but you should hit the ball you should just slam the ball center center not Panenka. Um, instead of doing the Panenka. Yeah, it, because, it, because the idea okay, of it yeah, being uh, sneaky gets conflated with the fact that you should do this, like, cheeky move. And I think that's just stupid. I just think going central is, like, the, the you know, rock in rock, paper, scissors. And it's just one of so the just one of the three the options you're saying, and yeah. and there's a there's yeah, another exactly. step to all this, which is if you Panenka and the goalkeeper uh, chooses paper to your rock and stays in the middle, then he catches it, and that's the end of that. Exactly. But if you rock that shit and the goalkeeper's it, there, then maybe you get a you get rebound, a, yeah, you get and a then you can score. Chance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So fundamental skills. You're, you're not risking missing because you're aiming at the middle. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's anyway, a nice anyway. So too. I personally do not approve of the Penenka. However, I noticed that right after the goal, so they, they, they showed the replay of the bench, the U.S. bench, and the U.S. bench was going nuts, but in particular, Brad Guzan 
had his arm around a coach who I did not recognize. Um, uh, as the penalty was going in, like in like intense anticipation beyond what you would normally expect from a teammate, and then absolutely lost it when the Panenka went in. And so my <laughs> my my what, read what, on this. What does this mean? What what do we make of this? Brad Guzan just losing my read his on this. shit. Okay. Is that Brad Guzan and Josie have been practicing penalties, and that Guzan has been telling Josie how to sell the Panenka, uh, because it was a very well executed kind of feint that that Josie did, and I think was, it, in those little moments of there there was there was some team cohesion that I saw in this to see a backup goalkeeper who could have been a starter in this match being so engaged and so energized by, you know, uh, essentially a garbage time penalty. <laughs> um, I think that's a really good sign. That's the kind of thing, like, I've just been reading uh, Das Reboot by Raf Honigstein, which is a great book about the uh, German uh, World Cup winning team of 2014. And he talks a lot about these little moments, like there's one moment where they, um, they all go to a spa. Hmm. And it was like, it was, it was it's this like kind of, Thing that just wouldn't have happened in in teams of the past in Germany, and and I just really like seeing these little moments where you you notice that the team feels like a team and that it feels like they're they're fighting for each other. They believe in each other. I think a lot of the attitude that you saw from from the whole bench during the game, um, kind of kind of felt that way. Um, and then to to pivot into Trinidad, you know, I was realizing that based on the way that Bruce has approached these games in the past, we're probably going to see significant turnover for Trinidad. And what that part part of what that has done is create a sense within the group that everyone really is involved, because either they directly or they presume uh, that they're going to play some part. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So I think well, every every player seems keyed in and engaged, and that's like that's that's a, a corner that we had to turn from the Jurgen Klinsmann era. That's the true. There was there was, was some dissent. There was some dissent. The, things started to crumble a little bit in the sense of community that we had, and and I'm sure some of the credit goes to Bruce Arena for that. And we must admit that some of the credit goes to just the circumstance when you're when you're almost fucking out of the whole thing, and then you have the relief. The relief, imagine the relief of, of winning this game for these players. You know, they almost blew it on a monumental s- scale in, on the big stage. And now they're, they're not, it's not so heated for them. So it makes perfect sense. Before we move on uh, to maybe breaking down Trinidad and Tobago, I would like to mention one thing about this game. And it's that, Do it. and it's that Christian Pulisic came off, right? And then he took up three seats... And had like fucking ice packs on both <laughs> legs, and he's got I his shirt off, and he's got a coach like fawning over him, and and yeah. all this is happening. He's I'm like thinking, wow, this kid's, this, this, this kid's yeah. fucking like hand him some wine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This kid's fucking Snoop Dogg out there, like the next big thing. All right, bro. But what I what I noticed uh, above all that was his dope ass USA tattoo. On his on his arm, on his upper arm. Did you catch that? Uh, no. He has a sick ass motherfucking like bald eagle with a with a what? flag tat on his arm. Check it wow. out. Reach out to us. Wow. Reach out okay. to us at WTP Pod. If, you, some, if you were if you watching have, a if you star sne- cam, if you have a cam during the match, and you have. We want pics. I want pics of this thing. It's tight. It's USA. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, he was acting like a young Grecian god, but, but I'll forgive it. 
because it looks like he's gotten a dope ass tattoo for the Nats. Ty, maybe, uh, and yeah. He he he's been working on the tattoos. This is something that you know, it it reveals my uh, uh, perhaps pathological obsession with the Nats that I noticed these <laughs> perhaps. things. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> pathological. But, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> okay, a side note to the side note, I really, it, recently there have been some stats coming out about, uh, Polisic's, you know, performance to date and how he's, you know, before age 19 has done all these great things. And, and I realized he has like 60 appearances for Dortmund 60? and I've watched all of them. Yeah. 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 Does he really have 60 appearances? So, that's crazy. The fact that you've seen iterations. all of them is also crazy because you got yeah. you got you know a wife and kids and a company and, a, yeah. and all kinds of I, I have shit. A, I have a I have a horrifically neglected family, but <laughs> he's kidding. I know a great he's kidding. Deal. Child services. He's to- totally joking. <laughs> what air? <laughs> so Comedy so yeah. So that's the side note to the side note about Pulisic is that you've seen yeah, every single one of these note, games. But the the I have noticed the tattoos and I like I I like that uh, that that you know it's just a part of the career arc of these players that you notice <laughs> the, the little changes. Yeah, I noticed a, a, some some new tattoos on Dempsey. I have not seen the Texas on his elbow. Oh, I've seen that. Caught that. Yeah, I, I have love, not Dempsey's seen that before, got great so, tattoos. Um, I was gonna give Dempsey a so shot. So there's some evolution going thought. on. Yeah, Dempsey's Dempsey's got some great tats, you know. Shame he couldn't shame he couldn't get the record. I was I, I thought it was uh That would have been fitting. That would have been fitting. Yeah. You know, against Trinidad and Tobago it'll be just slightly lower stakes. But that's okay, folks, because but it's I'll still crucial. It. It's still crucial that we win. And the only way to win is to know your opponent. Am I right or am I wrong? So you I, are right. I'm right. I'm I'm definitely right about that one. Not all things, but that one I know. So I turn to my brother, my ally in this dangerous ah. environment, and ah. I ask to him, "Who are these people? Who are these people? These people? These people? These people? These people? Ty, please tell me who are these people so that I can vanquish them and move on to the World Cup in Russia, the greatest tournament of all time, of all things. We are facing Trinidad and Tobago, and uh, we've played them quite a bit recently, but we have not played this iteration of the team, which is the uh, fishy version of the Trinidad and Tobago Because <laughs> they're team. not going. They're, um, they're ex-qualified. Because they're not going. Yeah. They go, going into this match, uh, the, they had some shot, I think, of ending up in fourth place, but uh, they're current, as we record, playing Mexico, and I think that shot is most likely uh Do you have a live score them. on that by any chance? I, 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 I look forward not. to watching this not. game. But I'm, I'll, I'll just take a shot at 2-0 uh, at to Mexico by now. And hey, if it's not, then Swami Jurgen will swoop in in the edit phase and we'll figure this shit out. So <laughs> yes. no, no worries. But let's operate on the assumption that the star-studded no, Mexico team can at least pull commit, out let, a win on again let's versus commit Trinidad to the bit. and Tobago. We're going to commit to the bit and we're going to say the, the, that commit Mexico the beat Trinidad. <laughs> it was 4-1. <laughs> and Swami Jurgen can correct me. If I Get the fuck out of here, Swami Jurgen. We don't need you. We don't need you. The one goal, the one goal that Trinidad scored in the match Friday night was by <laughs> this young man, uh, Levi Garcia. Okay. Who is the 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 Trini Polisic? Nice. 
uh, in that he's gone over early. He's at Azed in the in the Netherlands, who are uh, run apparently now again by Ernie Stewart, former USMNT, -er, so no doubt the CONCACAF connection playing a role in the fact that Levi Garcia got the shot over there. Um, but he's a he's a really tricky, skillful attacking player. Very exciting. Uh, the kind of guy you you build a team around, the kind of guy you know Trinidadian uh, fans are going to be hoping will be able to do similar things to what Pulisic did tonight, um, have that kind of impact. And so they're going to line up a, uh, a young squad. It's a highly inexperienced squad, um, and that comes with uh, all sorts of interesting implications. You're, you're going to get a hell of a lot of running, a hell of a lot of effort, because these are kids who have who have you know see this as their biggest opportunity in life. Um, sure. It's a chance for, has, for them. Has Trinidad, the fact that this the, is a super basic question, but that's what I'm here yeah. for, folks. That's my role on the show is to not know things with you and to be super into the team and learn them. So uh, has Trinidad ever gone to the World Cup? Is this a, is this a team that or is this a team that has just yes. never even gotten close? Yes, they have made it once. Oh, cool. They have made it once. And uh, and they, you know, they, they have a, a history of, of being a, a solid team. Um, it's just this, this current, uh, cycle, I think it, it, uh, caught them kind of between generations. And so what they're doing now is auditioning that next generation. Nice. Who, nice. Who so we've got this young cat, goal scoring kid, right? Yep. What's his name again? Yep. Levi Garcia. Levi Garcia, yeah. folks. Watch out for <laughs> Levi Garcia. What do we think, uh, what do we think the U.S. is going to do coming into this game? Cause we can't change the roster now. So, so we have kind of a, a, a rusty, dusty, right. stale old roster with us, which is whatever. Uh, but we're going into this game in a pretty good position as the heavy favorites to win uh, uh, this game, right? How do we think we're going to line I up? Guess. Are we going to? I do you guess or, or or what do you think? Are are we? We must be the heavy favorites. Come on now. Well, we we are every time we play one of these games, unless it's Costa Rica or Mexico, we have a tremendously advantage roster yet we do not win so how do you think we're going to come out uh if you just had to guess a little combination of what you want and what you think bruce is going to do uh what do you what do you, how do you see us rotating this lineup uh do you see us trying yeah. anything new to try to learn something like what what's our approach hmm i think it'll be a similar approach i think bruce uh for better or worse is going to go for for two strikers and it'll Probably be wooden Altador again, though I could see it being uh, being Dempsey in place of one of those. Um, and then in the midfield, I think the the uh, I guess the change you might see would be to put Polisic out wide, maybe to well. Here's him a the thing, and sorry to butt in real quick. I'm, I honestly yeah, think that yeah, Polisic had uh, freedom. He he was able to in this game versus Panama, and I didn't mention this before, but I really think this, and it, maybe I'm wrong. So reach out to us at WTP. Uh, pod and let let me know what you think of this theory. But I think that uh, Polisic had free range, so he could go left, and then Nagby would have to uh, you know kind of just go mm -hmm. along with that and switch central, or he could stay central. Polisic could and and kind of choose which and when. And that that theory, if it's true, which I think it is, because he, the goal was to just confound uh, the opposition with our our jewel, right. our crown jewel. So so you 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 flip the script and say he's neither in the middle only or on the wide only he's both and and i also think that supports nagby kind of not showing up in this game is that his role was to pay attention to what polisic was doing and fill the gap compliment yeah 
Yeah, I I think we had the tactics in this game uh, spot on, except for my own uh, preference of playing one striker instead. I would have rather yeah. have had a, yeah. another midfielder. So but, anyhow, um, anyhow, you see, maybe but, maybe but a, I'm I'm trying to balance in predicting what what Bruce will do. The fact right. that he consistently in these camps has changed, I think, has changed at least four players between any two qualifiers is that really true that's um, hard to so believe but i guess yeah i'm trying to think it's, of any examples where he's he because it's it is a short turnaround and you think about it as a club coach he would be used to having the seven day turnaround not the right. four day turnaround yeah. so so someone like jürgen who who has you know has more recent pedigree at least being an international coach um actually more pedigree overall would be would look at that four day turnaround and think that's normal. I'm going to play my best eleven both games, which is sort of a logical approach. But Bruce, I think, correctly identifies that the travel miles add up. The that that ro- rotating is is smart as a lot. Yeah, of coaches, and if you have the you know, opportunity, it's a it's it, you know you you yeah, have exactly. that as part of your arsenal. Like get the most value out <laughs> exactly. of what you have, right? So that that and that could go some way to explaining the Cameron. Exclusion because you think okay we're I don't only know about this Cameron exclusion. Cameron. Do you what what is the explanation for this Cameron exclusion? Really, is it if 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 the idea is that we're going to rotate and so Cameron is only going to play ninety minutes between the two games? Uh, you'd rather he play in Trinidad because Why? he's still getting over an injury. So so you figure you're going to get a better ninety minutes down in Trinidad for him uh, than you would. Here. That's placing a um, lot of. Uh, that's a definitely assuming that we are going to win this game versus Panama, which I don't think. If, let's say there's there, Pulisic doesn't have a good day, we easily tie this game. It, it, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to get into the mind. The mind of Bruce. <laughs> the mind of uh, the man himself. Which, <laughs> someday we'll have Swami Bruce on this air, and he will do things. He will do confounding things like this. But he, yeah, I, for my money, I think he, he's spot on with this. I think we should rotate. Um, I guess you, you could make the argument that Cameron is so important that we should put him in the first game because we might the second game might not really matter if we don't win the first game. Um, that makes sense. Um, but the the idea that that we're going to switch things up, I think, is a positive, and that's that's what I would expect. Now, so fine. What I so would do, so you so you you have Cameron do, locked and loaded for game two. That's awesome. Man. I've got him and, 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 and it worked. Absolutely. And it worked because we won this game, and here yeah. we go cruising into game two. Right, 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 right. Um, and what what I personally would do though, uh, is you know coming out of the the Honduras match, we thought well. Everyone in the U.S. soccer media sphere is complaining about the uh, lack of performance on the road, um, and so what we did was go into go into thinking about it as what do we literally, you know, physically or tactically do to make these results different? And I think one of the big things we talked about uh, in the wake of that match was having more of a counterattacking emphasis. So something something a little bit more to the way that. Uh, to take a uh, example from a much higher echelon of soccer, uh, Real Madrid did when they went to um, Dortmund recently in the Champions League. You sit back, you absorb pressure, and then you break with brutal efficiency, with fucking speed, venom, numbers, skill, venom. Absolutely, and and venom is the perfect uh, metaphor or 
Which one is that? Because it comes That's from snakes that are getting uh, attacked. Is because that it why? comes from snakes, bro. And we need to be we need to be coiled, coiled and and poised like a snake to break. And and when you look at our personnel, I mean, damn, we are good on the counter. We kind of um, are. So, I mean, you know, I if think... Ariola is a good player, and let's just say for the sake of it that he is, because today he was all right. Uh, if if Ariel's good, we know Nagby is good, and goddamn Polisic is really good. So we have a fast yeah, team, absolutely. and Wood is not slow. You know, Altador is not Wood's very not much slow. a breakaway player, and Altador is necessary no. for set pieces to be in the box. So he's actually playing some defense, but the counterattacking four is Polisic, Nagby, Ariola, and Wood, and they're they're all pretty fast and pretty good. So, so it's interesting to me that we would choose to do a counterattacking style against a team that on paper we are better than. Because for some reason, and I don't know why this is, maybe, maybe this is just some myth that I have picked up, I feel like counterattacking is a thing that you do when you're the weaker team. Am I wrong with that? Exactly, and I think that's precisely the reason why we don't do it, is we go into these road matches thinking we're better, therefore we should be on the front foot. And what the last five years of, uh, you know, uh, tactical innovation have showed us is that that's not the case. Um, you know, Atletico, uh, in particular, kind of introduced this yeah, concept. Yeah, they're, they're the to, brand um, for this. They're the fucking Nike yeah, of absolutely. defending. <laughs> well, they and what they should be is the USMNT of the club game because yeah. they're, they're taking, you know, not as prized uh, raw material and turning it into into incredible output. I don't know, Dybala? Um, and, and that's it's the kind of good. thing that, that we would be able to do. It, 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 part of it is looking at, at counterattacking not as a, um, as a let's see, uh, reactive tactic, right, but as right. an active See tactic. it as your thing, right? oh, If you're oh, so good, if you're, so for us, yeah. our skill of counterattacking is pretty good. Our skill of possession and build-up play is pretty shitty right now. So the fact, so, so the fact okay. that that's the case is okay because we're actually yeah. genuinely good at counterattacking. So maybe even if that's we're right. playing a worse player, we should set up for that and plan on that and play with a deep exactly. line and draw people in. Exactly. And we, you know, uh, I started mentioning earlier the young team that Trinidad is going to play and how this is going to be the biggest, you know, pretty much the biggest moment of their sporting sporting lives for a lot of these guys uh, playing a World Cup qualifier at home. Huge. Um, a lot of them, it'll Huge. be it'll be one of their first caps with with the national team. I mean, they're going to be Amped. juiced. They're going to be ready to rock. And so the more we can invite them forward, the better. Yeah. You saw um, a, a perfect transition. I wanted to make sure we touched on this in this episode. Um, the U17 World Cup opened this morning. Yay! How's that going? Uh, did, have US, we played a game yet? We did. We played India in the first oh, yeah, match that's right. did of we crush the him? U17 World Cup. The opener, and we won 3 nothing. Yeah, bitch. And um, there, were, there were two things I wanted to note. One is that this was a match in front of 46,000 people in, uh, in a hot, humid environment. Field wasn't the best. The Prime Minister of India was there. These players, <laughs> the, the, the Indian players were were like like they'd they'd had, you know, five Red Bulls apiece before the match. They were just bolting everywhere. Uh, and yet, somehow, this away team managed to find rhythm, managed to impose a game plan, managed hey. to stay tactically cohesive. How was that? And so I'm really hoping. That this generation of of young <laughs> Yanks 
has a little bit more composure in the in staring a a difficult road fixture in the in the eyes. That's right. Because it does get much bigger than playing the host nation of a World Cup. Yes, it's huge. Good job to the U17s. Congratulations to them. Take take note, older guys. Congratulations to them. Tune into that. And if you don't, then don't worry about it because we're going to talk about it on this show in our fishy report, which uh, we probably don't have one for today because we just did it on the Rastapod. But we'll we'll keep an eye on these U17s. We'll let you know what's going on with them uh, without a doubt. And And hey, I tell you what, like as these kids come up, uh, a pretty exciting class of uh, U17, U20 players for the U.S. right now, um, as they come up, Polisic is setting the stage for a different type of team, I think. You know, That's right. As some of these kids come up, Polisic is going to be 26, 27, 28. These guys are going to be 22, mm-hmm. 23. And that's that's like pretty epic to have, let's say Kellen Acosta right now was coming into a player, uh, to, uh, to a role model that was on the level of Christian Polisic instead of, no offense, Michael Bradley, you're really good and we need you, instead of Michael Bradley who's playing in the MLS. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and so to the to the point that we were talking about before, a little tidbit from the match was uh, the U.S. was up 2 nothing, and um, the U.S. started to possess the ball, India started getting tired, um, and the U.S. was, you know, still consistently probing, trying to get the ball forward, and the coach, um, uh, John Hackworth, was saying, was saying, yeah, and you could hear him because the crowd was so quiet, he was saying, don't... Don't go forward. Let them come. Let them come. Let them come. Hmm. And so, uh, so again, to the point of allowing the opponent to come forward is not a weakness. That, that can be the tactical game plan. Because if you need the opponent to come out of their shell, you want them to be separated. You want them to be, to be um, you know, you want, you want entropy to... to uh, to increase. Yeah, you want to get in, some slow center backs 45 system. yards out from their goal. You know what I mean? Just, Absolutely. Just, and, 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 then, and, and then you want your, your speedy wingers just burning them. Exactly, exactly. And, and the more we can encourage games like the one that we just had, the better. And I think one of the big, thing, one of the big reasons why uh, we won this game was because the game was chaotic. And, and You're speaking of the U.S., the under-17 game. Dangerous team. I'm talking about the seniors. Oh, the but, seniors. Um, yeah, it applies to both, I suppose. It applies to both, and and it was we knew two it was going to be chaotic. Two, yes. Yeah, we got two wins. Hey, we all remember a dark, dark day with two losses in a day. We do. That was vicious. <laughs> oh. X or what was that? The uh, oh, the the crunkety. There, was baby. that the crunkety? Almost there. The crunky <laughs> and the Olympics in one day. We oh, lost. So painful. So, so uh, yeah, the U17s next play on. Uh, Monday, I think. Oh, cool. And then and the the seniors on Tuesday. Man, when it so, rains, it pours uh, with this man. fucking shit. It rains, it pours. <laughs> we got go games nats. on games on games. Go nats! Hey guys, uh, take a deep, deep exhale. All right, everybody. The, the breath that you've been holding have, for the past beverage, like three a, months. A beverage or of your choosing. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's chamomile tea, bros. Let's all just calm down for a second. And start looking forward. You you know, all you got to do is stay tuned to We the People. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, Help us out in that way. Uh, Reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod if you're interested or have any thoughts that you want to share with us. Please do that. Um, 
Maybe it's about time, as we always do, to jump into a little bit of hopes and fears. Hopes and fears. Hopes and fears. I have a very distinct fear. Okay, let's hear the fear. We really respect Trinidad. (laughs) We expect it to be a really hard game. Fuck that. It's never easy going away to Trinidad. Fuck that. No Fuck offense, Trinidad. That. I love you for your culture. No, yeah. I love you for your food you, and your people. We, we appreciate you. We affirm you. Love you. And we think your players are probably pretty dang good. Very but good. They're going to start. They're going to start three or four players who play domestically in the Trinidadian League, which is, you know, not a good step enough from a step from MLS. Yeah. You know, so so we're we're talking about a talent gap that is just, just just almost indescribably wide, and in 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 the typical you know range of international competition of high level international competition. This is, this is this is a absolute no contest, soccer match, and so I think the 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 fact that this narrative constantly comes up is an aspect of mental weakness. Because when you look at the U-17s, you don't see the same complex appearing over and over and over again. But when you look at it with this team, you hear it every single time we have to go away. And I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm tired of it. What I want to hear is we need to get a win. We expect to win. We're playing well. And end of story. End of story. We, we respect home, the opponent as home. human beings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. We, 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 we like who you yeah. are. But uh, get yeah. wrecked when it comes to the field of soccer. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. we done came too far. <laughs> when you step in the lines, <laughs> get wrecked. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I, have, I have for myself a little hope, and it's related to a random theory. So I'm going to share it because uh, that's what we do here at WTP Pod. Reach, mm-hmm. reach out mm-hmm. to us. Uh, let me know what you think mm-hmm. of this. I think mm-hmm. that the U.S. can grow in two ways. You can think of the U.S. growth as going one of a couple ways, because we're going to get better no matter what. It's just the way it is. Economically, that, that, that's the trajectory that we're on. Uh, as, uh, this, this sport is growing in this country. Everybody can see that. So we're going to get better. The question is, are we going to be England or are we going to be Germany? And I don't think we'll ever be necessarily <laughs> as good as Germany, but the point is that we have aspects of Ooh, both of I those. Can I pick? Can I pick one? <laughs> so the hope is Germany, of course. But but And let me explain it a little further bef- uh, before yes, we please. walk away from this, is that I think I think there's a genuine inf- German influence on our team, as we've seen from, like, Germericans. Uh, and then I think there's mm-hmm. another thing happening, which is our, our some of our best youth players coming up in Germany. I think there's a deep culture cultural affinity with the types of psychological struggles that the England team has. So that's that's part of our DNA as a culture is is just this psychological weird like inferiority kind of spiral that happens. Um, And you see it in a team like England, which has immense talent but can't seem to to kind of get it together and get over themselves. Mm -hmm. And we have the potential to become that if we're not careful. So my hope is that in the long term, we become uh, Germany instead of England. And I think we can do it if we stick together. What do you think of that? That's a beautiful hope. I love it. Thanks, man. I love it. Thanks. Let's, let's go through. Let's go Should through. Should I, I, I have a quick, quest, a quick side question for you. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? 
Um, I was thinking for the for for Tuesday night that I would get uh, some beverage to consume if we lost and either went into this playoff or got knocked out and a beverage to consume if we won would that be tempting fate too much to even have the winning beverage chosen present <laughs> yeah hmm like, would it become one of those like that where those pictures where you see like uh you know to uh, uh 2017 uh Atlanta Falcons world champions. Oh my god! Yeah, that's on a right. Charity. <laughs> yeah, it's been, they're being they're being uh, helicoptered. They're being droned into third world countries. I, you know, I don't know. The, 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 what is it? A six percent chance that we actually don't go, right? So a six percent yeah. chance you have to I sip on that bitter a... bitter IPA or whatever. <laughs> it's, you it's a night. It's a ten percent chance that we don't go through automatically after Tuesday. I'll make. I'll, what I'll do is I will prepare these beverages. Prepare, I'll make yeah. the Let's losing have beverage sufficiently Let's just have bitter sitting out. and awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's what we'll do. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have two drinks, okay? And they'll be in Ty's presence, and we're not going to say yep. what they're for, but we're all also aware on a right. totally separate, <laughs> unrelated note that we consider doing this bet. With, you know, with the two drinks. It, it should work out cool. Hey, I myself really like uh, a little gambling. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think, I think anything can become an addiction and you got to be careful, you know, because things can get out of hand. But, but you know, flipping a coin or, or betting one card from your Yu-Gi-Oh deck on your Yu-Gi-Oh duel, I, I'm into that. I like a little raising of the stakes. Part of the cards. It's, you Part know? of the cards. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a strike when I'm bowling in the alley with my homie Kevin Tower. <laughs> You know, I, I'm going to bet him 10 bucks on that. Shouts to K-Dot. Shouts to K-Dot, my <laughs> man, my fucking boy. Uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't mind hiking. I don't love it, but I always feel like it was the right thing to do. And I really like um, refreshing. brushing my teeth, but I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the gnats and it's all going to be okay, guys. Good job, boys. Good job. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. And he came he came up to me and said, Come over too. <laughs> and good. And what did you say? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and then he said, Well, you can say je vais bien. You can say, je vais mal, or you can say, come see, 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 come